Hello everyone and welcome to the Divorce Dad Diaries and I'm your host, Stéphane Jutra. In this week's episode, uh, we'll be talking about what can I say to my children, uh, what should I say to them when they have questions or, you know, just concerns about the divorce and really how honest I should be with them. think about because uh, I mean it can have really big impact on your kids and as well as on you and your ex so yes that's what we'll be tackling this week and see what's the best way to go about uh, you know all those questions or or concern that your kids might have about divorce so we're finally in December I don't know about you guys but uh, the years seem to have passed so so fast I can't believe that we're just or Christmas is just around the corner once again I just feel like, I don't know, it's just been like not too long ago I was doing another Christmas episode for the Divorce Dad Diaries. So, um, yeah, so at this point, uh, this episode won't really be Christmas focused because I've already done a couple of them in the past year, which I recommend uh, listening to. I mean, how to deal with divorce when uh, it's your first Christmas after the divorce and, you know, just some ideas and things that uh, that that you can do with your children and how uh, you can make it fun for everyone and try to forget a little bit uh, that for a, a little moment over the holidays. So I invite you to just go back and listen to those episodes. Hopefully you'll find them helpful. So this week, like I said, we're getting the second week of December uh, while I'm recording that and the episode will probably come out uh, just uh, before Christmas. So it's that time where everybody's very busy and even at work and, uh, you know, trying to think about what we'll be doing. And especially if you're going through a divorce, it's always an interesting time because that's where you have to start really putting out the calendar and try and make sure you have a solid schedule and uh, have discussion with your ex-partner about it, which is not always easy. And hopefully it's easy for you. But I know in a lot of cases, it's not easy uh, figuring out when are the kids going to see which parent or when they, with they and, and things like that. So it's something that's not uh, easy. So I hope uh, it goes smoothly with you all. And as I always say, and I mentioned it in previous episodes as well, it's, it's obviously it's all about planning and the earlier you do it, the better it is. I know it's not easy. And sometimes, like I said, it's uh, just hard even to get an hour schedule. <laughs> so start to think about, uh, you know, the holidays, who's going where, uh, Christmas Day, the day after Christmas, New Year's, New Year's Eve. And it's all about, at the end, about compromise. Definitely one thing to keep in mind is uh, the ones that are mostly affected are the kids because they're in, in the middle of all this. So I would always keep that in mind and I always did too. So on my side, like I, I mentioned before, it's usually pretty straightforward on that front. I always done Christmas Eve. So usually the kids are with me uh, on Christmas Eve. Christmas Day, they spend it with their mom. And uh, for the New Year, it's the opposite. Often they'll spend the New Year's Eve with their mom and New Year's Day with uh, me because it's also my birthday. So uh, it's nice to have them over uh, uh, with me at that time. As you all know, my kids pretty much live 100% with me full time. So, uh, but still around the holidays, I know my daughter and, and even my son, um, they spend some time there. So we still have to schedule just to make sure that, you know, because I want, I still want to have them over the holidays. So 
definitely something to keep in mind uh, when you do it. So, so like I said, I would recommend if you want to know more, just to download the previous episode about Christmas. I think I did already too, so you can listen to them and uh, just try not to repeat the same, uh, <laughs> the same now, but that should be very interesting. So as I said, we're getting to Christmas and, and all the planning and, uh, you know, we already have the tree done. So the tree is up. Uh, we even started watching a couple of movies and some shows. So I'm spending time with my uh, with my son watching some uh, Christmas shows as well, just to kind of get in the mood. And um, and luckily, I think most of my shopping is done. Thank God for Amazon. <laughs> and it makes it so easy uh, to shop there. And also, like, you know, I live close to a shopping mall, so it makes it easier. So all this is already pretty much taken care of. So so that's good. So I don't feel as stressed as uh, as other years. So anyhow, um, as I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, uh, what I wanted to talk about, and this one is a bit of, um, I mean, I've been having some discussion with uh, with some friends, and also I don't think I mentioned it, but I've been uh, part of this uh, great class from Tracy Poisner, and you probably remember her. She actually was on the show at some point. I interviewed her. So she put together a class for Divorce Dad, which is very interesting. And uh, she gracefully invited me to join the class and just uh, just be there and just just uh, listen in and bring some comments and, uh, you know, just, just be part of that class, which is great. And uh, our class is really to kind of help out uh, dads that are going through divorce and uh, having a hard time. So she's really kind of trying to give some uh, tricks and hints on on that front. She's a stepmom and she's gone through with her husband through, uh, you know, through that and helping out her husband to kind of go through uh, this whole divorce thing. So it's really an interesting class, which I would uh, recommend if if ever you want uh, to be part of it. And if you want more information, uh, like I said, just uh, just you can reach out to me or you can even uh, reach out to her as well, Tracy Poisner. Like I said, you'll have uh, her information on my website. One of the class we're discussing about, you know, what what should we say to our kids about divorce? I mean, I know I had a couple of episodes before again. Uh, how do we, how should we, or can we bring up the fact that we're getting a divorce to the kids? And that's a big, big step. And I spent uh, an episode on on that one uh, you know when you sit down with them and tell them how it is uh, but what I wanted to maybe talk a bit more about this time is maybe after is like once a divorce is through and kids uh, might have questions and concerns and they turn to you and they, they ask for those questions and sometimes those questions are just things that go through their head and sometimes they're uh, basically triggered by what a parent said and they're trying to verify if it makes sense, if it's true or anything. It's been happening to me and I think I mentioned it again in a past couple episodes. My son had uh, some questions at some point about the money part and the child support because, I mean, they're older. My son now is turning, will be turning, I can't believe, he'll be turning 17 in January and my daughter is already 20s. So he had question about that and so we had some discussion uh, about the money part and it kind of made me think, what should I share with him? What should I tell him? Like I said, there's kind of two, I would say two school of thoughts about that. There's, there's the one, uh, I mean, also, first of all, it depends on the age. I mean, that's one thing to uh, to keep in mind. Um, the discussion you you might have have to be age appropriate. So obviously you won't have the same discussion with a four-year-old than you have with a 15 or 17-year-old. So that's the first thing to keep in mind. But, uh, but at the same time, you know, there's kind of two school of thought where, the first one is basically you shouldn't involve the children and just keep them and shield them from all this, which, you know, at first I thought, yes, that totally makes sense. But at the same time, you know, 
I kind of realized that the children are already kind of in between all this. So I, I, you know, I start kind of reconsidering saying like, is that the best way to go? And uh, there's the other school of thought that says, you know what, you should be totally open with your kids, tell them everything and no secrets to them and just for them to understand. So uh, I don't think it's black and white, definitely. I think there's a kind of a middle ground where um, you should be. And in my opinion, you know, I kind of went from one side to the other as well. And I got some good feedback on the two sides of things. So at first, yes, I was trying to keep them shielded of everything that was happening. And again, they were a bit uh, younger, so definitely what I was sharing was, was different. But what I realized is, I mean, they had a lot of questions, and sometimes some questions, you can't answer them. But uh, some of the times, I mean, I was trying to kind of hide them a little bit, and uh, that didn't work out that well because, again, children are very smart and they'll figure it out. I mean, it might not take, might not be right away, it might take months, years maybe, but at one point they'll figure out, I remember what you said and they'll remember that, you know, what you said wasn't true and that you kind of lied to them. So that's one thing I didn't want to happen. And that's why at some point I kind of switch a little bit back to sharing, you know, what I can share, again, age appropriate with them and try to answer the question as much as I could, right? So I was reading like, uh, you know, a couple of articles about that. And like I said, been discussing that as well with other people. And uh, there's a few things that came uh, that I, I mentioned right now, there's a few things that you have to keep in mind. And uh, when, when you get questioned there or when you have kids that have a lot of questions. First of all, it's to be patient. Sometimes kids will come up with a million questions and, uh, and repeat some and, you know, not accepting the answers you give. And sometimes you don't even have any answers, but you have to be patient with that. And uh, also consider your audience. I mean, like I said before, depending on the questions that you get, depending on the age of your children, uh, you won't answer the same way. You might start by about when they're younger, kind of telling them, you know what, those questions that you ask are valid questions. And at this point, you know, I can't really tell you anything about it. But, you know, when you get a bit older, maybe we can have the discussion again or try to kind of, you know, give some information without without uh, overloading them with things that they don't necessarily need to know at their age, right? There's also not oversharing, like I said, too. I mean, sometimes, you know, they ask a question, answer the minimum. There's no need to basically tell your whole life story and use your kids pretty much as a therapist on that front. So, so that's definitely something to keep in mind. And I think one of the things that's really, really key in there is... You know, sometimes we're quick to answer, but sometimes kids or our children want is someone to listen, right? So really to be an active listener. So to kind of listen to what they're saying and trying to figure out what they, they're trying to figure out with that and, and really kind of listen where they're at. And that will kind of prepare you better to give them the right answer if you want a better answer, right? And not overshare and just kind of, because sometimes it's just little things that they want to know and, and they're happy when you just answer with what they ask about. So so definitely uh, be an active listener, right? And again, I talk about it before and children have a lot of questions and the younger they are, it seems uh, <laughs> the more questions they have and it's all about the question, right? So often you might get questions like, you know, why do you get a divorce? And are we going to move? Am I going to change school? And it goes down to as well, you know, are you guys going to get back together? Is it just temporarily or not? And one of the questions as well, you know, that the kids might ask you is, is, was it something I did? And that actually happened to me. I remember having this big thing after a big fight and uh, my son was younger and, and I went in his room and could feel that he was feeling very guilty about it. And at that age, they sometimes take the blame and you have to reassure them that it's not their fault, that basically 
it has absolutely nothing to do with them and uh, to try to tell them you know it's between like mommy and daddy and and that's something that happened there and it has nothing to do with anything that that you've done you know and the that both of uh, of uh, mommy and daddy still love you and and nothing changes on that front so to kind of uh, reassure them and sometimes that's what they need and uh, that's what i realized at that point too was really kind of the the reassurance that it's not something they did and you know thinking about it after a while too i kind of realized too that i wouldn't say they tried to fix it but by saying is it something i did they kind of wish that it was something they did so they could change in a way that's something they could fix right so it would be easier for them saying like you know what uh, if it was their fault they could say well i won't do this i won't do that so it's kind of a way that they kind of looking uh to be able to fix it and to kind of uh i don't know have some control about about this whole thing because Again, when that comes out of the blue, it's really kind of a shock for them. And I guess they're not often in that position. So definitely trying to find a way to to fix it. So yeah, so there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of questions that will come up. And uh, one thing I really kept in mind and something that I think is, is key and very important is also, you know, we might get a lot of questions and you might want to answer them. And like I said, at some point, I'm like, you know what, I'll try to be as honest as I can. But you have to be careful because... As well, there's a there's a kind of a fine line between, you know, talking about the divorce and answering question and talking and blaming the other partner. So uh, that's what I realized. Sometimes it's very easy to answer a question by saying, well, your mom did this, your dad did this and this and that. So so that's definitely not the right way to do. And that's where basic alienation starts. And when that starts happening is definitely not good. So that's one thing I try to do too. Always trying to answer the question as much as I could without putting the blame on anyone. It was something that both parents, we both decided and something that's both our fault, not, not the kid's fault in a way. So, so that's uh, kind of the experience I got. I mean, like I said, at one point, I think I mentioned it. I mentioned it before. Uh, at one point, my son was talking about you know, kind of child support and money. And he had a question about it. And he asked me, it's like, you know what? Mommy's saying this, this and that. So what about you? And it's like, well, you know, it's more this, this and that. And the thing is, they're stuck in between. So there's two things you can do. And you can kind of let it go and just say whatever. And the, the child will try to make up their mind. But again, that puts them in a bad position because they have to pick a parent. And I mean, they, they love both parents. And, you know, as a kid, your parents don't lie or your parents are all right. And, you know, your parents are basically, uh, <laughs> I don't know, though, I wouldn't say uh, you're God, but yeah, if you have any problems, you have any questions, they have the answers and they have everything. So when you have any trouble, you go to your parents. So thinking about your parents lying to you is, is something very hard for you and very difficult. Again, kind of having two sides of the story and putting them in the middle, it gets very difficult because they have the one to kind of make the decision or kind of realize like, okay, my mom is lying. Oh no, my dad is lying. And like I said, one thing to be very careful, I said at the beginning of the episode and I'll say it again, is kids are very smart and they will figure out what's been happening and they will remember. They have very good memories. (laughs) And I know sometimes they're young and you don't want to give details, which is perfectly fine, but they'll remember straight up lies and they'll remember who said what and who didn't say what. Yeah, it will come back up. And when they get older and they can make up their mind, that's when it becomes a bit trickier. So at one point, my, my son had a question about, you know, the, the agreement and, and the, the child support and the money, and he wanted to see it. And I said, you know what? I have no, nothing to hide really in there. There's nothing crazy in there. So I took the agreement and I'm like, okay, here, 
here it is. That's what we agreed between uh, both of us. And this is what's been signed, uh, you know, in front of a judge. So this is the agreement. So he read through it. And I guess a lot of questions were answered on his part. Questions that, again, were vague or questions that he had that one parent said one thing, the other parent said one thing. So having that, I think it kind of made him uh, feel a lot better because basically he had answers there and he knew where to stand. Like I said, it's, it's a different place to be in at the same time. Just what I said before, you don't want to put, you know, the other part in a bad position. But at the same time, I mean, you, you're to a point like what, you know, if you lie, it will come out and you get stuck in those lies. And, and uh, on that front, like everything is there and written black on white. And I guess you can kind of make up your mind on that. And that's what happened. So so that was, I think I kind of appreciated that. And even him, because after he was really grateful that uh, that I shared it with him and a lot of questions were answered. And after that, that obviously kind of initiated other questions. <laughs> and uh, again, which I was happy to answer. And he went back to his mom and asked some question too. And she answered the way she wanted to answer. I think uh, to be truthful with your kid is something very important. And like I said, especially when they're a bit older and they kind of understand the right and wrong and, and the lying and not lying. So definitely that was a good thing. So all that said, I mean, it sounds easy, but it is not because definitely there are consequences of both sides. There's consequences of lying and there's also consequences of telling your kids the truth. And it's a, again, it's a decision and it's a choice that you have to make and I guess live with it. But eventually they will know about it. They will get older. You might not be in a good position that they realize that for the past 10 years uh, you you lied about it. And for some reason, I mean, by sharing some information about the other parents or answering some questions, they might get frustrated or they might, you know, realize that they don't want to spend time with one parent or the other parent. And that's something I've been talking uh, also other people. And yeah, there's some issues about seeing kids. And I know a lot of people, a lot of dads as well, that have a very tough time to see their kids for you know, whatever reason. And it's one thing that always kind of always bring him back and something I might say when you have your kids part-time and not as much as you want. First off, you know, kind of spend quality time with them and just between that that time is is for them and it's for you guys, just you and and your kids. And I think that's important to maximize that time. And one thing I think that's, uh, you know, we talk about questions and what kids could ask or uh, it's just to actually... As much as your kids might not want to spend time with you or cannot spend time with you, I think the important thing is they have to know that you're there and they have to know as well that they can ask any question they want and that they can feel comfortable asking them, even the tough questions. I mean, sometimes there they might be tough questions that they ask or things that they want to confirm or feelings that they have. So um, I think for me, at least, it's very important that they, uh, they're as open as they can and that they can come to me with, with any concern that they have. And you know what? Again, from experience, it worked with me. My kids, both my kids, my daughter and my son, been honest with me. And when they had questions or concerns or they wanted to do other things, like I said, there's the agreement there. But again, it's not. It's up to us parents as well to decide what to do and what not to do. So you know, sometimes they came uh, to me and, and my daughter and she wanted to spend more time with her mom or do this and change plans because of her and things like that. And so I'm, I was always there to support her on that front and to make it happen. 
And because of that, again, they're they always been open with me about about pretty much everything. And and I'm really happy about that because, uh, you know, I feel they can trust me as much as I can trust them. And they know that I'll tell it how it is. And they might not like the answer, <laughs> but I'll tell it how it is and I, I won't lie. So as I always say, because of that, I always end up sleeping well at night because I have nothing to hide and being honest and everything. So that's one thing. So so like I said, it's a tough place to be and sometimes you get tough questions and sometimes, you know, it's uh, you have to think about it the best way to uh, to answer it. And And one thing I would say again, too, is, you know what? Sometimes the right answer is, let me think about it. Let me get back to you about it instead of just wanting to answer absolutely right away. And that's an, an, an acceptable answer. Let me think about it and, and get back to you about the, you know, on that question. And, and we can talk about it a bit more. And again, having discussion with them. And also, I think what's important is after all this, you know, to kind of see how they feel about it and to discuss about it and kind of explain also the other side of the story and saying sometimes definitely easier and there's a reason why people lie. And uh, I think kids um, sometimes don't a bit too small to understand and they get to a certain age and they understand that. It doesn't make it right and I don't think it's the right thing to do. But uh, again, sometimes you don't want to hurt people and you do it that way. And some other times you lie because you want to hurt people as well. <laughs> so we talked about narcissistic and and all this stuff. So it goes both ways. But like I said, if there's one thing to uh, that I would say to keep in mind is, first of all, listen, being always there for your kids and tell them you're always there to listen. And sometimes I told my kids too, they want to tell me something, they're not sure. I'm like, listen, I'm here. If you don't want to have my opinion, if you don't want me to chime in, no problem. You tell me, you know what, I just need someone to listen and I'll be there. I'll listen to them, answer their question and that's it. And they really, really appreciate that because sometimes they just want to let it out, right? They just want to talk to someone and not get into those arguments and talk about it for hours. They just want to let it out and have someone to listen. So uh, that really worked for me. And and still to this day, it happens sometimes. (laughs) My son will come to me and say, you know what, can I talk to you about something? But I just want someone to, so I don't want to hear like all the dad stuff and everything. I said, okay, fine. And I said, you know, I say, whenever you're ready after you can always come back to me and we can have the discussion when you're ready. But if not, I'm, I'm always there to listen. So so number one, like I said, being a great listener, your kids will love you for that. Number two is to make sure they know that you're there to answer their question. Anytime, even if they're not with you, even if they're with their moms, even if by text, by email sometimes, if they're not comfortable with some questions. I remember uh, telling my son when he was younger, he wanted to talk to me about a few things. And I said, uh, you know what? If you want, you can write it down. So he actually, like I still probably have him, he actually wrote me a couple of letters where he was on his computer and writing them and, you know, writing a page or two. At least he could spend the time and think about it. And after he would take those letters and give them to me and I would read them. And again, talk about it or not. But uh, yeah, it will be, that was a great way to kind of communicate and making sure that I listen. And sometimes you don't want to get into arguments or in discussion. So, so that was a good trick that I had. But they always knew and still know to this day that I'm here if they have any question about anything, they can come and see me. And I think that's the key. No matter what, uh, I'm here. So they might not always like the answers I give if they want to have an answer from me. <laughs> and they know that. But uh, they know if they come to me, they get an answer and so they can take that back. Make sure that they know they can ask the questions. And like I said, number one, make sure that you're there as a listener. And I would say at the end, just basically let them know you're there. 
you know, give them a hug no matter what. Tell them you love them no matter what. And that basically you want their own good and that's why you're here. So I think if you have all that and you make sure your kids understand all that, that makes for a great relationship. I talk about it all the time and I feel bad sometimes because I know I've listened to some stories. I know some of uh, the dads out there really are struggling and it's not a good thing. But I'm, I'm lucky that at this point now, it kind of turned around and yeah, I'm having a great relationship with my kids and very open about anything and everything. And they still come to me, even my daughter, almost 21, still comes to me and they know I'm always there. So that's it for this week. Um, and again, really thankful that you're all there and I hope uh, everyone has an amazing Christmas and holidays. Like I said, I know it might be tough for some of you. You might not, you know, be with your kids or with your family or it's not sometimes an easy time, but it's something that uh, it's hard to go through. But you have to think about that. It will definitely get better. And, uh, you know, hopefully you manage to have at least a bit of time with the people you love and spend, spend it with uh, the people you love as well. I mean, sometimes you're kind of stuck because you don't have your kids. But if you can spend time with family and friends and, you know, kind of change your mind a little bit about that and just enjoy the time you have with your kids and to look forward to them, but also think a bit about you. Because that's one thing, too, that uh, we often forget is, you know, if we're not in a good place, it's very difficult for us. It kind of reflects to the, uh, on the kids as well and they feel it, right? So um, it's not easy to do, but definitely, you know, kids love to see happier parents, happier dad, and it makes them happy too. And they see uh, their parents being strong and that's what they need sometimes. And it's hard for a kid, I guess, to see your parents, I wouldn't say weak, but you know, when you see your parents sad and depressed and everything else, and you know, they like, I mean, like I said, at some point at the beginning of the episode, the parents are like, they're everything. <laughs> so uh, to see us kind of strong and uh, and happy and makes them as well stronger and happier on their side and wanting to spend time with you too as well so i wish you all really uh, all the love and all the time with your loved ones and really the best holidays they're looking forward as well to more episode next year uh, i'll try to get an episode before the end of the year definitely having some time off will help but if not, uh, really, I hope you have the great holidays and spend time with the loved one. And we'll definitely talk uh, later this year or at the beginning of the new year. So really, uh, Merry Christmas uh, to everyone and the best holidays. And as always, if you have any questions or you want to reach out or again, if you just want to talk, uh, I will put it out there like I always do. But if ever, you know, you're by yourself, you're having a hard time and you want to talk, uh, I'm no therapist, and I always say that to the people that reach out to me, but I, 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 I'm always there uh, to answer emails and to chat if needed, and definitely I'm there um, if you need to. So please, the divorcedaddiaries at gmail.com, that's my email address, you can reach me on that. You can also go on the website, you have all the, the older episodes, uh, the previous episodes, everything is on there, so you can reach me there, you can go on Instagram as well, at the divorcedaddiaries. Um, Facebook so we have different ways to reach me if, if you need to and please don't hesitate I'm here and yeah might be a tougher time during the holidays so if you want to chat it will be more than my pleasure to uh, to talk to you all so again happy holidays and we'll talk soon and take care bye bye <laughs>